Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith. This is a goofy episode because uh, no Graham K this week. There's two of us, there's two hosts, Kirk Smith and Graham K. And uh, we both have uh, autistic loved ones in our life. And this is Comedian's Guide to Autism. This is our experience uh, living with uh, autistic loved ones or growing up with them. Anyhow, Graham K is sick. Actually, we're both sick, honestly, if you can't tell from my voice. This is not my regular voice. It's not something, it's not cooperating this week. But uh, Graham's extra sick and he's got a lot going on. And so uh, it's just going to be me this week. Man, send your hate mail to. Graham for getting sick. <laughs> Sometimes you can send me your hate mail. Uh, I could take it. Um, this comedian's got dots. I have a severely autistic, what is he now, 21 year old son. Unbelievable how time flies. And Graham has a less severe uh, autistic brother who's in his mid 30s named Peter. If you've listened to us uh, from time to time, you know. You've listened to the uh, old interviews. We've had Pete on here numerous times. Sweet Pete. He goes by Peter Parker, Spider Man. Um,. Usually we do a week in review. This week I spent the New Year's in Sweden, beautiful Sweden with my son. We had an uneventful uh, New Year's thing. I brought him his candies that he likes and his uh, cereals. And he, uh, full disclosure, fell asleep before New Year's. But um, we had fun. We had fun. Uh, what did we do in Sweden? We went to Ikea probably five times. Maybe we went to Ikea. Jeez Louise. Uh, he has his spot. He's been going there for whew, 18 years, I guess. We've been, we used to take him to the one in Emeryville. He's been in the ones all over Sweden. So SoCal. Connecticut. I guess there's one out in Connecticut. Anyway, he's been to a lot of Ikeas now that I think about it. A funny thing happened uh, at the Ikea. He got this pork schnitzel, I think it was. Basically, it's like this piece of pork that's like breaded and some fries, and he ate them all. And then wanted more ketchup, so I went and got him some ketchup. And then I got him quite a bit of ketchup, honestly. Maybe, I mean, too much. Four or five tablespoons of ketchup. And um, then he he motioned like he wanted something else. So then I was like, oh, I guess he wants fries too again. He doesn't speak, so that's one of the challenges when they're nonverbal is trying to interpret the points and gestures and, and grunts and, and little yells. And um, so I, went, I had to go back in the line and to get him more... Um, fries, and I thought for sure by the time I get back, the uh, the fries will be uh, the ketchup, excuse me, will be eaten because he, he'll eat it with a spoon sometimes. And because uh, it took me like five minutes, I had to go get in line again, go get him fries. I get back, no such thing happened. He's just sitting there waiting patiently for his fries. Big step, it sounds weird, but that's a big step for us. Big step that he did not eat the ketchup uh, on its own. And also, he used to eat it with his hands, where he'd put it on his fingers, lick it, and then wipe the excess on his shirt, which is always fun. And uh, I got him some new NBA paraphernalia in size 3X. Uh, I'm a Warriors fan, but I'm living in New York, and so New York Knicks is what's available. So I got him some, uh, some New York Knicks stuff and uh, some New York Rangers. I do like the Rangers for hockey. And uh, he, he, he did not wipe it on his shirt. Which is a big step, big step for us. I was very excited. I posted some kind of cute pictures on my Instagram. My Instagram's Kirk Smith Comedy of him trying to wrestle me. There's one where he's like gritting his teeth and he's like really putting his heart into it. <laughs> he outweighs me now by about oh I don't know forty pounds maybe maybe he's like two forty two fifty, and uh, 
Yeah, so when he tries to get on top of you, it's a lot of weight. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. And so, um, yeah, we had a nice wrestling match. Went to Ikea a bunch. We really wanted to do cross-country skiing, but uh, there was not enough snow on the ground. And this is mid-Sweden, like four hours north of Stockholm. We were really up there, and there's just not a lot of snow. The rain's been funny. It hasn't been cold enough. It rains, and it, and it snows, and it rains, and it snows. So there's not enough on the ground to actually cross-country ski, which is uh, unusual for this time of year in Sweden. Um, so this is my weekend review. It was, it was good. It was good. It was, a, it was an emotional trip. Holidays are hard for me. Holidays are hard for a lot of people, I imagine. You know, it's it's just, uh, it can be hard. Com- families can be complicated, and sometimes you reflect on, on things lost, and um, yeah, it can be hard, but uh, it was good. We got through it. It was also his birthday. We did a little birthday celebration. His birthday's in December, and so that was good. And uh, yeah, the year's just plugging away. This week we have a special interview from Jill Escher, our roving reporter, who um, did this one in Stanford, I believe, at this conference. And um, she interviews John Elfin. This is a very interesting one. Uh, he, he's at Lincoln Financial, I believe. It was a very interesting one about setting aside money for our disabled family members. And it's interesting because when my son was little, this was not even available. These programs are new, very, very new. And they're capped um, at 100 grand which sounds like a lot, but if you put money in twenty for 20 years, you know, money can grow. And so, uh, it's, a sh- it's a shame, I'm not that like you're so lucky that have autistic kids now, but it's a shame that my son, uh, this was not available for my son, that would have been something that could have been cool, and uh, I would have liked. Um, yeah, well actually, you know what? Let's play this interview, and then I'll tell you what I think. Once again, this is Jill Escher, Jill Escher interviewing uh, John Elfin. Hey, everyone. Autastic roving reporter Jill Escher here reporting from Palo Alto, California, where I am sitting with John Elfin, who is a financial advisor with Open Advisors, and he specializes in families with special needs children kind of like mine. Hello, John. Hey, Jill. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for joining us today. And tomorrow you're going to be speaking at our conference at Stanford all about financial planning related issues. We appreciate that. Um, Quickly, I know you have an official statement you have to make. Go ahead. Here you go. Uh, Lincoln Financial Advisors is my broker dealer and I am not offering any tax advice. No advice, no medical advice, no legal advice, no financial advice offered on Autastic today. Okay. (laughs) None of that. So um, let's get right to the point. Today, we are going to talk about something called ABLE accounts. Why should autism families know about ABLE accounts? So great question. Uh, There's a lot of reasons. Um, ABLE accounts are one of these financial planning things that is our slam dunk. Um, I can't think of a reason why a family that has a special needs child, an autistic child, would not do an ABLE account. Uh, first of all, it's the, it's the first time that a special needs person can actually have money in their own name and not have it impact public benefits. Okay, let's stop there and unpack this a little bit. Public benefits. Now, uh, ch- some children and most adults with autism 
are eligible for some public benefits. Now, for example, Social Security or housing assistance payments. Can you just first tell people what are some of the public benefits available? Sure. Um, so one of the main ones, as you mentioned, is Supplemental Security Income, SSI. And that's really important uh, when an individual, special needs individual, uh, turns 18. Um, it, it's a, a benefit where they get some money every month. But more importantly, it's a gateway to some other really great benefits, um, the biggest one being Medicaid or in California, Medi-Cal, and then some other benefits as well. So it's just something that is a good benefit in and of itself, but more than that, it's a gateway to some other great benefits. It, Right. So my son gets supplemental security income through Social Security. Um, and that's because he has been determined to be substantially disabled. So what's the cutoff? Uh, wh wh when does someone become eligible for social that kind of supplemental security income? So, as I said, uh, at 18, mm -hmm. uh, because they're no longer a minor. And then, as you mentioned, then they have to be determined uh, to have a disability. And if they do, then they get that but not just any disability. Not just any disability. Uh, gener generally a mental disability. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it has to uh, prohibit them basically from earning an income. Is, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Right, right. So, I mean, there are a lot of disabled people who aren't eligible for supplemental security income, just that, to make it clear. Yep. But the point is an ABLE account, if I'm correct, um, is a special place, like a special basket where people can put their money and still be eligible for these public benefits. Their income, their assets don't disqualify them, right? Those assets don't disqualify, disqualify them. them. Okay, so go go ahead and tell us more about um, how, how you set up an ABLE account and what you can put in it. Sure, so yeah, so the, I think it's important to talk about some of the rules around ABLE accounts. First of all, contributions, you can only contribute $15,000 per year um, although another great part of the benefit, and, and this is a first, is if the disabled person uh, is working, they can also contribute another $12,140 in oh, 2019, wow. um, and that, that's fairly new. Uh, now, there's a limit. So with those annual contributions, there's a $100,000 limit, uh, and everything above $100,000 will count as a resource and could potentially um, disqualify. disqualify somebody from, from SSI. Um, another, you know, one of the best parts about an ABLE account is the tax advantages. So when you put the money in there, it's just like a Roth account or even a college 529 account. And in fact, this is kind of technical, but uh, it is tax code 529. So any money. Okay, so people, I, I, I'm guessing that most of our listeners have heard of 529 plans. Mm -hmm. Like I have an older son who is finishing up college right now, knock, knock on wood. And <laughs> um, he has a 529 plan and I was able to pay his college tuition through that. Mm -hmm. So the ABLE accounts are pretty comparable to those, right? From a tax perspective, exactly the same thing. So it grows tax-free and it's distributed tax-free. You don't get a tax deduction when you make a contribution, but you never pay taxes on it again. Yeah, that's a great advantage. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that in and of itself is enough, but I, I, don't, I think there's other benefits that are just as compelling. And the other one that I wanted to mention is that there's such a liberal de definition, a liberal use of what you can use the money for um, that is really advantageous and, again, not to get too technical, but works in very nicely in conjunction with a special needs trust. So what can you use ABLE uh, account money for? Just about anything. And the one that I'm going to, you know, anything that will help support the special needs person. Um, but the one that I'm going to point out is housing. 
And so if you say use money out of a special needs trust to pay for housing, that can or any other in-kind support and maintenance, um, that can reduce somebody's SSI benefit. It won't, it won't eliminate it, but it can reduce it by a third. That's not true with money coming out of an ABLE account. So it's just a great tool to be able to very freely use the money um, for whatever the needs are of a special needs person. Now, just to make it clear, a special needs trust is basically a legal vehicle for setting aside money or assets, could be property, right, for somebody with special needs, right, in a way that doesn't disqualify them from public benefits, kind of like an ABLE account, right? But it's, it's different. You, there's no limit on the amount you can have in a special needs trust. It's also more expensive and complicated to set up. Um, and an ABLE account is pretty easy. Can you uh, go into maybe how someone can set it up and what, what are the steps people have to take? Sure. And how yeah. much money do they need to even set it up? A lot of people you know, don't have $15,000 a year, obviously. Yeah, so um, I don't know what the minimum is, but I know if there's any minimum, it's really small. Like I think it's $100 or something to set it up. Very <laughs> small, if any. Um, and a good place to go, because I know this is a national audience, is there's a great website called... Um, uh, www.ablenrc.org, A-B-L-E-N-R-C.org. And that's a website that really compares all of the different uh, state ABLE accounts, uh, compares costs and, and how they're set up and information. So that's a great place to start. Okay, stop right there. You said state ABLE accounts. So one thing that's kind of like a 529 plan is states run their own ABLE plans. Correct. And uh, you can shop around, right? Just because I'm in California doesn't mean I can't go to Tennessee or, you know, well, I don't know if I'd want to, but, you know, but why would someone go out of state maybe uh, for to use their ABLE plan? Yeah, so you're right. You can go out of state. And I kind of I kind of made a face when you said Tennessee, because it, actually that's where I put my own son's that's where his ABLE account is. But they don't they that particular state doesn't allow out of state anymore. Uh, Most of them do. Uh, so you just have to check. And to are me... Are there any states you recommend? Um, well, uh, Cali for Californians, I think California and a couple of other states, uh, I I'm not going to say because I'm, I'm not sure which, what they are, but th they have a provision th that says if somebody has money in an ABLE account and they pass away... Um, most ABLE accounts will have a Medicaid or Medi-Cal payback. So, <gasps> so special, that's bad. Special, that's bad. So yeah. if a special needs person has 50000 in an ABLE account, they pass away, uh, instead of the sibling, say, getting the 50, you know, the 50000 that's left, it's going to go back to To pay, the tax man. To the tax man, exactly. California... Uh, has a provision where they're saying they are not going to do that. They're not going to try. They're not going to have a, a, a Medi-Cal payback. Okay. Um, so to me, if you live in California or one of those other states, I want to say maybe it's Oregon and Washington, but don't quote me on that. Mm -hmm. um, it, I think that's compelling enough that the other differences and when the able account won't be significant enough where it outweighs that one provision great that is good to know the surviving siblings will, will appreciate that advice yes exactly <laughs> um okay so 
like literally walk me through step by step. So you go online and you probably open an account online. Let's say I go to CalAble, which is California's Able thing. And I, I haven't I haven't set any up. I have two disabled kids and I haven't done this yet. And get on, get on geez, that, Jill. I know, get on it. <laughs> so I go on, I set up an account and then what, I send them a check and then just tell me like what happens. And then when it comes time to withdraw money mm-hmm. to pay for some of these disability related expenses, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Sure. So obviously every state, every plan is going to have their own process. But in general, I think it works uh, works where you go online and you start filling out an application. Um, I, I've done it twice with two different plans for my son. But you fill out an application. They're going to want to have some proof of disability that occurred before 26. Um, in California, if you're a regional center client, that's pretty much a, a done deal. Um, but they will want to see some kind of proof that they meet that level of, of disability where they qualify. And that can change from plan to plan, I would imagine. Um, and then, So you mail them or you scan in some doctor's report, some clinician's report, you know, from 1999 or whatever? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Um, and then in terms of funding, you know, you can either send in a check or I'm sure you can set up an electronic contribution. So, you know, that's almost like any other mm-hmm. financial transaction you might set up. Got it. And then every birthday and Christmas and Hanukkah and everyone's saying, oh, what should I get Johnny? You say, hey, I'd love a contribution to my ABLE account, right? And then you give them the account number, I guess. And then people can make, I mean, other people can make contributions, right? Not just the parents. Correct. So $15,000 from any source, basically. Uh, unlike a college 529 plan where multiple people can make $15,000 contributions in an ABLE account, it's $15,000 in some total. So from all contributors, no more than 15000 per year, so, uh, other than other than the disabled person's income. Right, from work. Of 12000 right. or a little more than 12000 Right. So I guess uh, the takeaway from that is start saving early because $15,000 a year isn't a lot. I mean, listen, autistic kids and adults can be very expensive. So uh, I, I, I just know that I can go through $15,000 worth of simply iPads yeah, <laughs> in a year. It, no, exactly. <laughs> I kid you not, you know, for my son. So, um, you know, it might sound like a lot of money to some people, but I guess start saving early because you might need every penny you know, that you can get. Exactly. And, and the tax benefit, the earlier you start, the bigger that benefit will be just for comp- compounding of interest. and um, But, you know, you also raise a good point, whereas an ABLE account is a slam dunk. I can't think of a reason why a special needs family shouldn't set one up, but it's not going to be the answer to everything because $100,000 doesn't come close to, you know, being the full support that you need for. No, I, it would hardly pay rent, yeah. <laughs> you know, and at least where we not live where in we the Bay live. Area. Yeah, it's, so, it's so crazy expensive. So can you tell me... Um, these, these are very new, right? They've only been around for a few years. And California just opened its system, what, earlier this year, mm-hmm. I think, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any clients who have any uh, stories to share, of, you know, something that worked, any advice that you've seen from the real world? No. Okay, it's <laughs> too new. It's too new. Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to get my clients to open these things. Mm-hmm. So uh, quite honestly, I haven't heard you know, many uh, or any stories about using it to pay for stuff. Um, but you did one thing you asked before I just want to bring up. I, I believe certainly all the plans I've seen, they all have debit cards. So in terms of being able to use it to pay for expenses, I think they all issue debit cards. makes it really easy. Very easy. 
Okay, so I know, for example, with my other son's 529 plan, with, from, with which I paid his entire college tuition. Good for you. Uh, yay. Um, uh, that, uh, you know, and that we started saving when he was very, very young, right? So the, <laughs> the tax advantage really paid off, right? I didn't have to pay any income tax on the accumulated gains. Mm -hmm. So it's, it was awesome. It really did work. So can, I, can I, I get you to talk to my clients about that? <laughs> well, I do know from a personal experience, this kind of tax advantage system can work. But, um, when it came time to get a distribution, like every time that I paid his tuition, um, and associated college expenses. I would total them up, right? And then I called in. I said, hi, this is account number yada da da da. I just uh, spent $3,568 um, for this quarter. Um, can you write me a check? And then they would write me a check. So in, in the case of an ABLE account, it's different because they have a debit card that you don't have to go through that, hey, can you reimburse me process? Is that right? Right. And y you can do either, but I can't, you know, I, using the debit card to me makes a ton of sense. You oh, can yeah. track your expenses. That's the way to go. Okay. Is there anything you can't spend the money on? Not that I've come up with. Um, I've heard different attorneys talk about ABLE accounts, and I, I can't think of anything. I mean, it's got to be for the need of, a, of the special needs person. Right. Beyond that, I haven't. Maybe anything legal <laughs> for well, the special right, needs right. person. <laughs> can't, can't spend it on illegal stuff from an ABLE <laughs> account or any other kind of account. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been great. And um, if people want to reach you, John, um, how can they reach you? Uh, can just give me a call. My number is 925-659-0256. Or you're welcome to email me at uh, John, that's J-O-N-O-H, J-O-N dot, uh, or I'm sorry, John at myopenadvisors.com. And do you have any uh, closing financial advice aside from winning the lottery uh, to the list for the listeners today? Uh, start early. Um, consider life insurance as one part of your plan for a special needs child, not the full plan, but one part of a plan because it's guaranteed and uh, tax-free also. And we did that for our kids. Yeah, well, good, good for you. And, um, you know, the, the, my favorite book, and not just for special needs kids, but really anybody in terms of uh, building wealth is A Millionaire Next Door. Try to, try to invest as much as you can, do it as early as possible, um, but I, I guess that's the, <laughs> for a quick summary, that would be my answer. Great. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on Autastic. We really appreciate it. I think this is the first time we've talked about financial planning on this podcast. So how, how breaking, fun. breaking ground. <laughs> thank you, John. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Well, that's it. These are ABLE accounts. I've looked into it myself for my son. Um, they're very state by state. And... It's exciting. It's it's good. It's something that uh, I wish I had been able to set up for my son years and years and years ago. And I know a lot of us with kids with disability are just barely hanging on and money is kind of tight and, and therapy is expensive and a lot of these things are very expensive. And I 100% get that. But uh, for some of us who are lucky enough or blessed enough to have family members who are concerned and care and would like to help, it's an opportunity to put a little bit of money away and uh, set it aside for them. The same way you might try to set aside for a college fund, you could set it aside for a um, the long-term care of, 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 a, of a child and uh, or a young adult or an adult with uh, 
with autism or any number of other things. So it's a, it's a good thing. It's an exciting thing. Um, I think it's something to celebrate, to look forward to. As always, let us know your uh, thoughts about this. If you've got experiences with this. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, sometimes I feel like this podcast turns into a list of things I had known uh, when my son was coming up. Because there's so many things, new things out there. And, and uh, this wasn't even available when my son, again, uh, like I was saying, wasn't available when my son was coming up. But uh, but uh, I did have, when I got off the, when I finished listening to this interview, got off, the phone, got off the little computer and called my brother, who's a financial planner, and was like asking questions about this. Because, uh, yeah, I wish, it, I wish it had been available. And I'm, I think I'm going to try to set something up for JJ going forward. I need to figure out how to do this. Um, give us your feedback on, on if you have a specific state that you like to use. I did think it was interesting about how some states it reverts back to the state. And some if something would happen to the, the person that the account set up for. And in some states it reverts back to the siblings. Which I thought was very interesting. Very interesting. So... Uh, big, big thank you to, to Jill Escher. Great interview. Great job interview. Graham K. Feel better. As always, send us your notes to uh, autasticpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a hold of us on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, on all those things. Uh, send us your notes. We appreciate your follows and likes. I will be in Australia February 6th through the 25th. Come check me out, mostly in Sydney. I've got a few dates in Tasmania, and a few, but I'm all on the East Coast. Um, hopefully if, if their natural disaster thing doesn't uh, feel terrible for what's going on out there um, as always guys have a great week you can do it <laughs>